New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Andrew Cloud with you here, and I'm glad to continue to celebrate Advent with you all uh, through this podcast, and hopefully you all are following along with the Advent book as well. Like I said last time we were on here, basic thesis of the book is that uh, we all tend to be over-familiar with Christmas, and Christmas is procedural. And so every year we need to remind ourselves who Jesus is and why his birthday is so important. What is the big deal with Christmas? And that's kind of what Advent's all about. And so we need to remind ourselves not because we don't know, but because we cease to be amazed. And so considering Advent, the book has picked some, you know, there's the traditional Christmas text in there, but I think it has picked some unconventional uh, parts of Scripture that we wouldn't necessarily associate with the word Advent. And it's all about who is Jesus? Who is this baby that's coming to the manger? The descriptions of Jesus and the names of Jesus. And it's like, what is the big deal with Advent? I mean, we do this every year. So th- that's the point. And so if you if you have been following along with the book, we're starting uh, either today or yesterday, sometime. We're in, we're, we just started week three. And so it's the overall theme of joy. And it's like, What's the big deal with Christmas? Joy. Have joy. That's what Jesus is coming. It's joy. And it's, I know some of us maybe, you know, I'm choosing the word here, but it's like joy versus happiness. And some of us at Christmas, we're not very happy campers. I mean, there's all this pressure. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one. It's different with this year with the 2020 stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I got to go to the in-laws or, you know, whatever it is. Like, there's pressure and you, you maybe even struggle with happiness. And so we're talking about Advent, and you hear this churchy word, joy. You gotta have, well, no, that it's Advent's about joy. And so we need to look to Scripture again to be reminded of the Advent of why Jesus came and why, why we should have joy. And let the Word persuade us and to tug us along into why we should have joy. And so today I'll be reading actually two different chunks of text. They're from two different parts of the Bible where... I'll read first in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and then in Hebrews chapter 4, we're going to kind of look and see and and juxtapose these two texts together and see what it has to say about who Jesus is. And so this is Luke chapter 2, verse 1. I'm reading it out of the ESV, and here we go. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quinarius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. He came to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for him at the inn. And I, I know we've all heard this one before and, you know, the classical Christmas story. But, you know, I think one of the reasons that we do not have joy, we lose happiness and joy around Advent and Christmas season is we just we lost our joy of Jesus because we've kept him in the manger. We're so familiar with this text. You know, he's in swaddling claws and they laid him in a manger. There was no room at the end. Yay, that the play and the, you know, the cardboard cutouts and all that. So, you know, we've we've we keep Jesus in the manger, and I think you know that's another sermon that'll preach. But 
I'm not just saying that because, you know, for people who show up just at Christmas and Easter that go to church and they you know their only experience of church is Jesus at Christmas time and they keep him that way but for all of us I think all of us during the Christmas season we just focus on the manger part of it and so when it comes to advent we've lost our joy and and you know captivated sense of wow this is a big deal at Christmas because it's so familiar and we've kept him in that manger and so I love that the book has picked a second text to go along with this how how do we get Jesus out of just that place. You know, he did condescend and he is in the manger, but we need to focus a bigger than that. And so this is in Hebrews chapter four, and I love this text. So this is uh, verse 14 through 16, and again out of the ESV. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect was tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So when it comes to Advent, and we're hopefully letting Scripture persuade us, man, why should I have joy during the Advent season? What's the big deal? We're focusing again on the titles of Jesus. He's not just in the manger, but we see here something else. And that's the first point I wrote down is, We can have joy because now we have the ultimate great high priest. We can have joy because we have the ultimate great high priest. If you're familiar with the priesthood in the Old Testament, the the high priest back in the day would have to make atonement once a year for the sins of Israel, but he would also have to make atonement for his own sins and sprinkle the blood on the altar. And so this is this is more than that. Jesus is the ultimate. And so that's that's a title, that's a uh, who Jesus is, he's the great high priest, and we can have joy because of that. And I think what's also really cool in this text is, you know, we're, we're talking about not leaving Jesus in the manger. There's, some, there's a couple details here in this Hebrews text that I think is really cool because it's saying like, look, Jesus isn't just the baby in the manger. We shouldn't just leave him there. He's God himself. He's our great high priest who's also divine. We see this in uh, verse 14. It says, since he passed through the heavens, you know, what great high priest in the Old Testament went up to God's presence? Like None. So it's a reminder that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father. I mean, that's that's a big deal. And also in, in verse 14, it's talking about how Jesus is the Son of God. He was adopted by Joseph and Mary, yes, but he's the incarnate, you know, second person of the Trinity, fully divine Son of the Father. Colossians 2.9 says, in him the fullness of deity dwells bodily. And so that that should really boggle our mind come Advent is, wow, this baby in the manger is also the great high priest who is in heaven seated at the right hand of the Father. And that, that should bring us joy in when we're reminded that since he's the great high priest, Jesus was perfect in his holiness. He didn't have to make any atonement for his sins. It says he was without sin. And so we can have joy because we have this great high priest. He is fully God. And when it comes to our lives and our our sin and what separates us from God, we're in big trouble because we, we're not perfect. We need, you know, I heard a professor one time, he worded this in a real funny way, and I was like, huh, what? But he said, you know what, like the salvation and, and coming to God, that's a God problem. I'm like, what? God problem? Like God had a problem? No, it's a God-sized problem because, you know, we are not perfect and God is totally 
other than he's holy, righteous, just, you know, everything. And so the one infraction is enough to eternally, infinitely separate us from how big he is. And so the size of that problem is a God problem. And the fact that Jesus, yes, he's the little baby in the manger, but he's the great I am is filling that void to make the gap passable for us. He is the God sized solution to the God problem. And so, um, I hope that was worded in a way that you kind of get that. That's one of the reasons we have joy is because we have the great high priest. He's the full deity dwell bodily. But also, in the same text, we need to focus on we can have joy. This is number two. We can have joy because he, we have a sympathetic advocate. He's fully God, but he's also fully man. I think that's what's really cool. It says in verse uh, 15, for we do not have a high priest. So we do have a high priest, but we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect was tempted as we are, yet without sin. I think that is so cool because it's like Jesus is fully God, but he's also fully man. And that weird mystery of how can that happen is what is amazing about Christmas. Like, seriously, comprehend that. That's why we can have joy is because we have a sympathetic advocate. Um, maybe some of you, it doesn't have to just be at Christmas time. Have you ever gone through something? I know I have. Have you ever gone through something and be like, no one understands what I'm going through, and you, you try to keep things to yourself sometimes, and maybe for you it's, it's, it is at Christmas, and it's like, you know what? This is the first year without this family member, and you know I have this problem in my life, and no one, no one understands what I'm going through. Uh, or maybe you've got a stronghold, and you're tempted to this sin that you keep going back to over and over again, and you beat your head against the wall, and you're man you know, what is going on? And you're like, no one gets this. No one, no one understands. Jesus understands. Jesus gets it. Jesus knows. Jesus is our sympathetic advocate. That should give us joy. But we're like, okay, well, what, what kind of sympathy are we talking here? And, you know, like, let's, let's think about that. Jesus is our sympathetic advocate. So it's like, are we talking about, you know, where you, you're talking with someone, you're like, man, I, man, I sympathize. You know, sometimes I just pull up at the stoplight and someone's, I just lay on the horn and I, I just cuss for a while. And, and you're like, man, I'm sympathetic to that. You know what? I do that too. I'm right there with you, man. No, it's not, it's not that kind of sympathy. Jesus is not that kind of sympathetic high priest. It's the kind who, who deals gently uh, with us, but yet still deals. And so we have sin and, and all that stuff in our lives. Jesus knows and he's been there. And so, but he's without sin. And a lot of times I think it's hard for us to comprehend the fact that he was genuinely tempted uh, by his life here on earth. And it's kind of like, did he cheat or something? You know, because he's fully God. But no, he didn't cheat. You know, we hear that that kind of sympathy and it's like talking to someone. You're like, yeah, man, I, I was in the war, man. And, uh, you know, my experience of playing Call of Duty online, I just really understand. No, it's <laughs> Jesus was genuinely tested on the battlefield of brokenness and all the allure that the sinful pleasures of this world have, have to offer. And so as we comprehend that, we, we should be astounded and have joy again in our lives because it's like Jesus is the great high priest, but he's also our sympathetic advocate who was tested genuinely on the battlefield. And as we close out for, for something practical, I think that's in verse 16 when we're thinking about who Jesus is. He's the great high priest. He's a sympathetic advocate. Well, then let us draw with confidence. Let's draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. That is where the rubber meets the road on the practicalities. Are we drawing near? 
Jesus isn't just in the manger. Jesus is the great high priest. He's the sympathetic advocate who is tested through trials and temptations to sin, yet without sin. Let us rejoice in that. And so as we draw near to the manger in the tradition of the Christmas season, let that lead you to approach the throne in confidence. And I hope that kindles joy in your heart again. Y'all have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.